It came to pass, as Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee. Please be seated. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thine eyes, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Our gospel reading from Luke sets the scene for my sermon today as I take the opportunity to introduce a topic that will no doubt be of interest to some, particularly the media, on this coming 4th of September, the first Sunday of next month. That day, I am privileged to be in the Piazzo San Pietro, St. Peter's Square, no doubt with several thousand others, as guests of the Missionaries of Charity for the canonization of Blessed Teresa of Calcutta. For me, it is completion of a circle having attended Mother Teresa's beatification, the commencement of her saintly journey as far as the Catholic Church is concerned in Rome on October the 19th, 2003. And many of you probably know that unlike the Roman Catholic Church, the Church of England has no mechanism for canonizing or recognizing modern saints, and also makes no claims regarding the heavenly status of those whom it commemorates in its calendar. Indeed, our Church of England tends to avoid the use of the pre-nominal title saint, and is restrained in what it says about them in its liturgical texts. The title saint is not used at all in our church calendar even with reference to those who have always been known by that title, for example, the apostles. And whilst the Church of England commemorates many of the same pre-Reformation saints as those in the general Roman calendar, and mostly on the same days, we also commemorate various notable post-Reformation Christians who have not been canonized by Rome, with a particular emphasis on those of English origin. But indeed, the only person canonized in a near conventional sense by the Church of England since the English Reformation is St. Charles the Martyr, King Charles I. And even he is not widely recognized by Anglicans as a saint. So maybe the better word to use in our Reformed Christian Church 
is the word hero. And whatever our official Anglican view may be about Mother Teresa of Calcutta and the modern process of canonization, we can perhaps agree that the work she did was heroic, embodying the best demonstration of practical humanity and love in an unjust world. It was my uncle Malcolm Muggridge, more than anyone else, who had brought the work of Mother Teresa to worldwide notice, initially through a 1968 interview with a then unknown Albanian nun in London for the BBC, followed up shortly after in 1969, after much persuasion with Mother Teresa, through a BBC documentary titled Something Beautiful for God using Mother Teresa's own words after finally agreeing to the intrusion of cameras into her house for the dying. A book under the same name was published in 1971 and has been reprinted many times since in very many languages. And our epistle reading from Corinthians, so beautifully read by Gay, said our confidence is from God and our gospel reading today shows Jesus cleansing 10 lepers. It also outlines the harsh laws for people with skin diseases, usually labeled correctly or incorrectly as a form of leprosy, as in Leviticus chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when anyone has a swelling or a rash or a bright spot on his skin that may become an infectious skin disease, he must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who is a priest. Scripture continues with descriptions of the skin condition and the need to isolate those infected, even though such a disease was actually associated with the nerves and rarely contagious by touch. Throughout history, few diseases have been as dreaded as the awful affliction known as leprosy. A bacterial infection, it was so common among ancient peoples that God gave Moses extensive instructions on how to deal with it, as also identified in Leviticus. The belief that only God could heal leprosy is the key to our understanding of today's miracle that proved Jesus' identity. Leprosy in the Bible appears in two principal forms. Both start with discoloration of a patch of skin. The disease becomes systemic and involves the internal organs as well as the skin. Marked deformity of the hands and feet occurs when the tissues between the bones deteriorate and disappear. Those with leprosy, whether in Jesus' time or today, had considerable difficulty in earning a living, often deprived of all practical use of their feet, hands, and fingers, and were obliged to exist outside of community, separated from family and friends, and deprived of any form of human interaction. Lepers typically wore torn clothes, had disheveled hair, and were homeless. Historically, these wretched individuals were obliged to cry unclean when anyone approached them, and they were not just ostracized, but left mercilessly suffering from the disease throughout their lives. In the gospel, Jesus entered the village and 10 lepers approached him. The news about Jesus' miraculous powers had got around even to the outcast and reviled lepers. The lepers called out, challenging Jesus to act, begging him and kneeling before him. Even, even touching a leper was a radical act defying Levitical law. Jesus told the lepers to show themselves to the priests for verification, as only a priest could declare that someone was cured of the disease. As they left cured, 
One of them turned back and thanked God in a loud voice, and he was a Samaritan. The news spread of this miracle. I had never encountered leprosy at first hand until I myself visited Mother Teresa's Missionaries of Charity in 2009 in Kolkata. I was then CEO of the Industry and Parliament Trust and had led a delegation of MPs to India, my second visit to the country within a year. After the MPs had returned to the UK, I took myself off to Calcutta, as I had new copies of my uncle's book on Mother Teresa to present to the sisters, also offering my services to both the House of the Dying and also a spell at the children's centre, where the mainly severely disabled and abandoned children live. Calcutta, oh, the noise, the clatter of taxis and rickshaws on the cobbles, strident voices of those selling anything and everything, rubbish and dead animals everywhere, and smells that were less than pleasant. As I arrived at the house of the dying, I was greeted by one of the sisters, who had just found a lady collapsed and half buried in the garbage dump, directly outside the main door, amongst rubbish reeking in the heat of the day that was turning to evening. Another sister had gone to find a spare mattress. The lady was covered in sores and bites, her body frail and collapsed. She was designated to a hot, crowded room in the house of the dying. Laid carefully down, I set to and gently removed the insects and other living creatures from within her body, bathing her sores. Her eyes closed, she was still and quiet amongst the cries of others around her. I sat through the night with her, endeavoring to keep her cool, holding her hand and praying for her as night moved on to day. Just as dawn struck through the windows of the stuff and noisy room, she opened her eyes, smiled at me, lifted her hand and her head slightly, looked at me, gave a short cry and fell back. She died, the smile still on her face. I closed her eyes. That lady had been discarded like an animal on the street, but died as an angel, loved and cared for. That was perhaps doing something beautiful for God, a moment and experience I forever remember. One of the sisters came over to me and told me that she had been advised on the phone by my husband that my mother, in a hospice in Canterbury while I was abroad, had just died. I was told that the hospice received a call from Archbishop Tutu. The telephone passed to my mother just before she died. Another remarkable act by a person doing something beautiful for God. Back in Calcutta, I was invited to the 6 a.m. mass with the sisters. The notice board announced that it was a mass in remembrance of my mother. And in my tears, I knew God's presence. It was also the final confirmation to me that my own life was also to change. A calling had come. My time spent at the children's home after a couple of days of respite and retreat at the mother house was also a life changer. The disability of all these mainly discarded orphans were overcome by the joy given by the visiting people who came to help and care. In Jesus' words to his disciples and the mantra of Mother Teresa, I was hungry, I was naked, I was homeless, I was unwanted, I was unloved. 
I was uncared for, and you did it for me. The Gospel reading today shows us how Jesus acted in the face of need, but demonstrates how he wishes us to act. As Mother Teresa put it, we must aim to live beautifully. We have Jesus with us, and he loves us. And perhaps as a postscript, it is worth noting that today, just as Jesus demonstrated, leprosy can be cured given the will to do so. With modern science and treatment using multi-drug therapy, more than 15 million people with leprosy have already been cured in the past two decades. The number of leprosy cases is dramatically reducing, with MDT being made available free to all leprosy patients in the world by the World Health Organization. And let's remember, through many of the miracles recounted to us as gospel in the Bible, Jesus demonstrates what is possible if we love and care sufficiently for our fellow men, women, and children. Lepers cured, the lame walking again, the blind seeing, the hungry fed. We too, with God's help, and with what he has given us, can achieve miracles. And we all have the capacity within us to become saints or heroes. Amen.